At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. <laughs> Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Hey everyone, it's Eric Legaikis from Explore the Mouse Podcast, and we have a special opportunity for you. We are seeking a Disney-based business to build a brand partnership with. Whether you sell on Etsy, Instagram, Facebook, or your own private website, we want to work with you. The goal is to cross-promote each other's brands on all platforms, including our website, explorethemouse.com, and our weekly podcast, which can be heard on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you're interested, please contact us at explorethemouse at gmail.com by February 20th with your business name, type of product, and your target market. We look forward to having a great working relationship with you. Have a great day. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of explore the mouse podcast i know we have been uh gone for just i feel like it's been a while but uh it's only been a week off um and that's because we well i didn't but uh my wife gave birth to our daughter um yeah so throughout the podcast you guys have heard us talk about you know being pregnant and uh this is our first child and uh so she uh, made a surprise appearance three weeks early. Um, so, and the coolest part of it all is that she was born on my birthday, January thirtieth. So uh, it was a great birthday present for me. It was a great surprise for both of us. It kind of totally threw us off guard. Um, that's kind of why we took a week off, um, just to kind of get our tra- uh, bearings. And uh, anyone who's parents out there, let me tell you. Um, there is no amount of, or actually this is even for people that maybe are looking to have kids, there is no amount of preparation, whether it's from advice or books or whatever it may be, uh, that really truly can get you prepared for parenthood. Um, <laughs> and that was something I learned in just the very first couple of days is that there literally was nothing to prepare me. Um, and it was a rough couple of days, but we finally have a pro, you know, finally have a whole like little, uh, routine down. And, uh, I think, I think everything is working perfectly and we're back to normal, um, as best as we could be. Um, <laughs> uh, but here we are, we are back again for another episode. Um, you obviously didn't hear me introduce Casey because, uh, Casey is not here with me today. Um, she is, uh, tending to the baby and also getting some rest for herself, uh, but she will be back next week for another episode and uh, every week after that. And we do have some cool stuff uh, planned as well. I actually have my sister, who's a huge Disney fan, um, planning on coming on the show and talking. 
And uh, we also have someone that's a friend of ours that went to Disneyland Paris recently over the uh, holidays. And uh, she was going to come uh, and talk and um, you know just kind of give, because I've never been to Disneyland Paris. So uh, I wanted to get someone that's been there and kind of see. And my sister is going to be a good one because my sister's been to Tokyo Disney. And uh, that's actually in my pretty much my top number one bucket list item for Disney to go do is uh, Tokyo. So uh, my sister's been there a couple times, so I'm really excited to kind of get her insight just on Tokyo Disney and just uh, everything else. And they used to be annual pass holders when they lived in Florida. So uh, she she has a lot to offer as well. So I'm excited to kind of get my sister on here um, coming in the next uh, batch of episodes. And uh, we're working on some new episodes right now. Uh, working on some concepts and as soon as those are done they will be up on explorethemouse.com under podcast schedule so uh, keep an eye open for that and uh, yeah so today's episode is all about Animal Kingdom. Um, Animal Kingdom for me is probably one of the most underrated and and for the longest time I didn't like Animal Kingdom. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I didn't really want to go to it. And then I really spent some time inside the actual park itself and really, really um, just kind of dove in and kind of immersed myself a little bit. Um, and, and, and Animal Kingdom has slowly become probably one of my, f- I wouldn't say favorites, but it's slowly become one of my uh, must-dos when I go to Disney it's just because they have so much stuff and I'm a huge zoo fan. I love zoo. I love going to look at animals and all that stuff. And, uh, it's just cool because it combines that really awesome Disney feel with that combination of a zoo. And I think that's what I love most about it, but there's some really cool things that are inside of it. Um, everything from the obvious ones to, uh, you know, little things that I'm going to kind of tell you that are some of my favorite things. um, but we'll go for we'll go into that, and we'll get into some of the big things, especially Pandora. Uh, Pandora right now is like the hot commodity, um, probably until uh, Galaxy's Edge opens. I think I think Pandora. Um, I don't think you'll see the wait times go down a ton, but I think once Galaxy Edge opens, I think you'll see um, Pandora maybe open up a little bit, um, maybe time wise for the rides. I don't know who knows. You might get you might. You might have the opposite reaction. We might have people that might flock over to Pandora thinking that it's going to be nothing and then there's still going to be 200-minute waits or whatever. But uh, we'll see. Currently, the ride's only 165. So if you're at Disney right now and you're at Animal Kingdom, uh, right now's a prime time to go because <laughs> it's 165. Uh, the other day was 300 minutes. Uh, that was the wait time on the app. And that is just absolutely insane. Um, but before I jump completely in animal kingdom i did want to kind of talk about one thing that uh just got or just came out this past weekend during the grammys and that's disney's uh second um what's it called trailer second trailer for aladdin uh and they finally introduced will smith as the genie um we all knew he was the genie but we really had no clue what he looked like um and and this and this uh this trailer really revealed a lot for um the aladdin movie i think it relate uh it it totally kind of showed one Jafar the guy the the guy the guy playing Jafar I think is a perfect fit look wise and everything like that and I was anticipating maybe having like that Jafar voice 
And the the trailer that came out did not have that Jafar voice, if that makes any sense. Um, so that was kind of the first shock to me. But then the rest of it was really cool because then I you know I saw the the parade of Prince Ali that was coming through, heading to the castle. Everything from Jasmine coming down um, the stairs, the whole thing um, definitely reeked of Aladdin, which I love. Um, but the the most controversial, I guess you can say, part of it all uh, was at the very end, and that was the reveal of the genie. Uh, and a lot of our questions were answered, and yes, Will Smith is blue, um, but there was a lot of chatter about it afterwards, and I think there was more negative chatter about Will Smith as a genie than there was positive. Um, you know, I, I saw a lot of funny comments from people <laughs> saying that, you know, I didn't raise two beautiful daughters to let them know that this, or let them ha- let them know that this is the genie or something like that. Um, and I get it. We all we all flock to Robin Williams. That like when we think of the genie, that's who we think of as Robin Williams. But uh, I'm gonna give Will Smith a chance, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give his genie a chance, and uh, we'll see. I mean, Will Smith is a super funny guy. Um, so maybe he will make this funny. Maybe he will make this his own. And I think that's what it's all about. I mean, we shouldn't, no one should really be mimicking Robin Williams, you know, and if Robin Williams was still alive and they decided to go with him as the genie, absolutely. Like, I think, yes, Robin Williams, you know, if he, if he would have done it, would have been perfect, you know, to do it again. But, uh, unfortunately that's not where we're at. We're at a time where we needed someone else to play the genie. So, um, I will give Will Smith his, uh, give his opportunity. And, uh, I think the movie is going to be great no matter what. Um, you just have to go in with an open mind, but that was some really cool news that came out. And I was really pumped to see that, uh, uh, to see that trailer come out of the extended trailer. Um, so it was pretty cool. Well, let's talk about animal kingdom and let, let me talk about, let's, let's first and foremost, let me talk about why I love animal kingdom. Um, I love Animal Kingdom because I love the nature aspect. I love the detail that they put into this park. And it just wasn't a, it wasn't just a park that they decided just to do and, you know, kind of just throw together. They put so much time, so much effort and everything into this park. And it just, it, it, that's that type of stuff. That attention to detail just made it ten times better. Everything from the tree of life, um, you know, to the safari ride, to just the little nuances and little details that are inside the different countries. You know, they you can tell that Disney spent a ton of time researching, just like they normally do, a ton of time researching these areas, um, which I think is you know awesome because it, it makes it worth it. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see when we get to a couple of the areas that, you know, I'll talk about, I'll actually talk about some of the Disney, Disney Imagineers and what they did for this park. Um, but the, 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 the key focus when you walk in, the first thing you really truly see is the tree of life. And I think the coolest thing about the tree of life is that it was actually made from an oil, oil platform, oiled rig platform. So the whole tree itself, it is, it's basically steel underneath. Uh, it's a steel frame, and they came in and they handcrafted everything. You know, they actually came in and carved all the animals into the tree. They made every single leaf for the tree. Um, so the things that they did just kind of made that thing completely stand out, uh, which is which I think is amazing, um, and, and it does make a really cool focal point for for the park. You know, because every park needs a center focal point, and 
uh, I think that makes a really good center focal point. <laughs> um, and the bug's life, there, there used to be the bug's life underneath it. Uh, and let me tell you that, that was really cool. <laughs> um, the bug's life thing was awesome and I know they're not doing it anymore. Um, but the tree itself is a great photo op, um, an amazing photo op. So, uh, and then, and then that area is actually called Discovery Island, which brings me to pretty much one of the main purposes, um, of coming to Animal Kingdom in 2019 is that they are celebrating throughout the year, uh, Lion King. It's the 25th anniversary of Lion King. And that's what Disney is doing this year is they are celebrating, um, the 25th anniversary of Lion King, uh, throughout, um, the park. Um, but one of the cool things that they're doing this year is they're actually doing uh, a Kuna Matata dance, uh, a time dance party. Uh, and that's running now through September 30th. And that is actually going to be uh, on Discovery Island. And, uh, you're going to basically see a, you know, a bunch of your favorite characters, Timon, Pumbaa, Rafiki, uh, and you're going to see these characters. They're going to be there's going to be music, singing, dancing, um, and I'm assuming that it's going to be everything from Lion King. You know, like music from the Lion King. Uh, I, I just think it's I think it's going to be a really cool thing, and that's actually going to be on Discovery Island. It's for all ages. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool, um, you know, really cool show. You know, they're even going to do games uh, from what I uh, from what I read. So. Uh, I think it'd be a really fun festivities, especially with the Lion King coming out this year. Um, the quote unquote live animation CGI. Um, I think it would be, I think it'd be really, really kind of cool to celebrate Lion King, celebrate 25 years leading up to June's, uh, release of the actual movie. Um, and, and Lion King is one of my favorite movies of all time. So whenever, whenever I'm at the park, I do try to, you know, get a glimpse of, you know, Rafiki and Timon and, you know, all that, uh, all those characters. Um, I really only seen Rafiki and Timon, to be honest with you. Um, there has been, <laughs> I really haven't seen many other characters. Uh, I think I saw Pumbaa once. Um, but it's usually Rafiki and Timon. Those are the two that are the most popular. Um, and they, and they say that too, inside this, uh, you know, in, inside this thing. Um, that is basically Timon and Rafiki, but, um, one of the other cool things that they're doing too, which is right there at the tree of life and discovery Island is that starting in May, they're doing a whole new, uh, light show on the tree. Um, which I think is going to be really, really cool. Uh, and I think it starts May 24th and it runs through September 30th and it's going to be a whole new, um, kind of light show, um, projection show that's going to be on the tree of life uh and i I think it's i think it's gonna be a really cool uh really cool addition to the park especially because it is only temporary and i love when disney does stuff like this because it makes your trip um special every time you come and if you're someone that does go down a lot like we try you know we try to go down a lot um it's not something where we only can you know we only plan a trip every you know three four or five years you know, we'll go down several times a year, and especially once we're annual pass holders, there'll be a ton more times we'll be going down. And uh, I, I think it's cool because it gives you something new every time. You know, like so we can go down from now, and then you know after September 30th, there's going to be maybe something new, maybe something different. 
Um, so they're always they're always kind of keeping it fresh and always kind of keep it um, updated. Um, so while we're on the topic of Lion King, I'm actually going to talk to you real quick about one of my, I, I call it my wild card. Um, and when you go to Animal Kingdom, I think this is probably one of the coolest shows across all parks. Um, and I'm talking about the Broadway style, um, circle of life stage show. And, uh, it is... It is one of the coolest, um, one of the coolest shows across all four parks. Uh, I don't think there's a show that honestly beats this, um, and it's inside the uh, it's inside Africa, and uh, it is it's about thirty minutes, I believe, um, maybe thirty thirty five minutes. I, I can't remember the exact time, but I know it's around there. It's a decent decent show, um, and I brought my wife to or I brought Casey to it last time we were there because. She's never spent a lot of time in Animal Kingdom. So we went to Animal Kingdom and wanted to spend some time there. And I brought her to this. And uh, as we know from other episodes, Casey was a theater major. And I looked over several times while she was like watching this show. And she legitimately was like had tears in her eyes because, you know, it, it it's such a good production. And the way that they do it is just amazing because it's the state it's. It's kind of like a um, kind of like a stadium type of thing. Uh, the show is in the middle, and then they have basically bleachers that surround the whole uh, stage, and um, it goes from this like empty room with just seating to just this awesome, awesome production. Um, you know, with animatronic Simba and animatronic Pumbaa, uh, Timon's flying around. They got those flying monkeys. Uh, it, it it is just so cool. Um, everything about it is just an amazing show and it's very interactive too. It's not one of those shows where you just go and you sit and watch. They're very interactive. Um, you know, every section has their own, you, you know, you're either the elephant section or the rhino section, um, et cetera, et cetera. And you, every section gets involved in the show in some aspect. And it's very interactive from the songs, you know, they, they sing the classics, the Akuna Matata, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, Circle of Life. Um, and they, and they really want to include you in it. They really want you to be a part of it, which I love. I think it's a, I, I just think it's a really cool show because of that aspect is that you're, you're encouraged to be a part of it. Um, you know, you're encouraged to be singing along and, uh, it's just a really cool thing. So um, check it out. Like I said, I think the shows are about 30 minutes and they run pretty much every hour. So um, today they're running 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and I think they might have a couple uh, later times as well. But those are the current times um, that I have listed for it. And uh, it's really simple to find. It's on your way like after you pass Pandora's entrance and you kind of go to the left into Africa. Um, that's really where, you know, it's at, it's right at that little corner right there. Um, so it, it's super easy to find. Um, it, it fits a lot of people in there. So your weight, you know, there, there usually isn't any weight for it. Um, which I think is a, I think is a bonus, <laughs> um, because it runs so often and, uh, you know, it, and it is a longer show and it fits a lot of people. I don't think you really, I've never waited. Um, so uh, definitely try that out. Uh, the circle of life, 
um, Lion King show is amazing. But Africa in general, uh, over in that area, Africa in general is just, um, it's just amazing. Like everything I, and here's the thing, disclaimer, I've never been to Africa. Um, but if I, if I did go, I would definitely feel the vibe that this place was based off of places in Africa. Uh, and this is kind of where I was going to get into it a little bit with Imagineers is when they built Animal Kingdom, uh, the Imagineers went to all these countries. They went to Africa. They went to Asia. Um, you know, they went to India. They went to all these countries and they did a ton of research. You know, um, they they climbed, you know, they climbed different mountains to kind of see what the communities are up in the mountains, you know. Um and and I'm talking about um, uh, what's some geez, uh, Expedition Everest. They actually like the Imagineers actually went into these villages on the side of the mountain of Everest and kind of immersed themselves for days to kind of see what these uh, you know the culture was like and the and the designs were like and they took tons of different pictures and detailed pictures and. When they came back, this is what they brought forward. They brought back this stuff, and they even brought uh, they even brought people from those regions to help build um, to help build these sections of the parks, which I think is really really cool. And um, like I said, Africa is probably one of my like favorite areas um, over there. Everything from like their little uh, the food carts um, to you know the different sh- uh, shops and everything like that. Um, just really, really awesome, awesome, Ugh, awesome, can't even speak, um, but one of the coolest restaurants there, and you'll hear a lot of people talk about it, is the Tusker House, um, if you've never had African food, or if you did have African food, you have to try this place, um, the food at Tusker House is just absolutely amazing, um, it is a little pricey, but I think it's worth it because the flavors you're going to get at Tusker House, um, you're not really going to get anywhere else, anywhere in any of the parks. Um, you heard back when I talked about Magic Kingdom and over in Adventureland, I talked about uh, Skipper's Cantina or Skipper's Canteen. And inside there, I was saying that you can find a lot of different foods that you normally can't find inside the parks. And that's kind of how it is over in, you know, Animal Kingdom, whatever area you're in. And their food is very authentic to those areas. Um, you know, they have their typical stuff for breakfast and everything, which, you know, you'll see, uh, you know, like your Americanized food, you know, but, um, you know, you look at their, you know, thing, they're going to have like tabbouleh and hummus and uh, spit roasted chicken, um, different type of curries, roasted pork, whole salmon, um, basmati rice, things that you would find in those regions normally. Uh, you're going to find at Tusker House. And like I said, the price is a little bit expensive. Um, you're probably going to be somewhere between 35 to $60 per adult, but it is a character dining, um, which I think is awesome and worth it. Uh, I love character dining. I think it's uh, I think it's a decent price to do, especially if uh, you know, you're going for Disney. <laughs> um, but they also have right there, too, they have like a River's Light dining package. Um, that you can get right over there in the Africa area. Uh, and that's kind of pricey. It's a little over $60 an adult, but um, you can get a really awesome dinner and you can get to watch the River Light uh, show, the projection show and the water show. And 
um, which is another show in its own. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Um, but right next to Tusker House, this is kind of one of our stops. Um, this it's a place called the Dawa Bar. Um, the Dawa Bar has some really awesome, uh, really awesome alcoholic beverages. And uh, when you're going to Disney, <laughs> especially if you have kids, um, sometimes you need a break. You know, uh, sometimes you need a break and uh, get yourself a little adult beverage and. The Dawa Bar is really awesome because they have some great mixed cocktails, um, and they're reasonably priced too. They're not crazy, uh, especially for Disney. So um, I can't, you can't really complain too much about that. Um, and while we're on the food, real quick, I'll just kind of jump over. This is one of my, uh, um, this is kind of one of my favorite, I guess you could say, like quick stops. Um, they have. Uh, it, they have this is where you can get your Dole Whips, and not only that, but this is where you can get your Dole Whips with your dark rum or your coconut rum. Uh, it's called Tamu Tamu Refreshments. It's literally right across from Tusker House, um, but they have literally amazing, amazing drinks there. Um, so if you guys are, you know, kind of headed over there, um, another place to really get some good Dole Whip. And uh, if you've ever had the Dole Whip with coconut rum or the dark rum, oh, let me tell you. Do it with the dark rum. Uh, Dole Whip with dark rum just completely changes it. And uh, once again, you, on, a, on a nice day, um, a nice hot day, the Dole Whip is perfectly refreshing. And the alcohol is a good way to, uh, you know, kind of help deal with the crowds and the kids and everything like that. But um, I think the, the crown jewel of uh, Africa is the safari. And... Um, the safari, I think, is it, it's it is definitely is a must do. Um, I think the reason that it's a must do is just because, not even just because of the animals, it's because what Disney did uh, and how they created the uh, Kilimanjaro safari. They they did such a really good job on creating these different areas for the animals to make it feel like you're. Like, you can get out and walk right up to them, but they made it where it's so safe that these animals cannot get out. You can't get in, um, but they, they did it in such a way where there's such a disguise that you don't even know. It makes you feel like you're part of the ride. Now, there is part of the ride, um, or I don't want to really call it a ride, but there is part of the attraction where, yeah, you can. Like, a giraffe can come straight up to your, uh, uh, straight up to your safari vehicle or... You know, the rhino could be like two feet from the the vehicle or whatever it may be, whatever animal. Um, and I think that's probably one of the coolest things is to all of a sudden like turn a corner and there's a giraffe like right there. Um, and I've seen, it hasn't happened to me, but I've actually seen videos before of, you know, giraffes sticking their head into the safari vehicle and they just kind of let it happen. Um, you know, there's, you know, they, there's nothing they're going to do about it because giraffes are not extremely dangerous animals you know they're curious um but the but the safari itself is just just so cool um everything from you know the lions to you know the giraffes everything it's just it's really really neat um i think probably one of my favorite parts though of the actual safari itself has to be the elephants area um the elephant area is one of the coolest, uh, one of the coolest spots. Um, because I was just telling you about how Disney used a little bit of their magic. 
they made it look like where the elephants could probably just walk right through the water and come up to you. But one of the things that you don't see is a hidden moat that stops the elephants from coming close. Uh, and the hidden moat basically is deep. So the elephants won't go past the certain spot. But it makes it look like they can, if they wanted to, walk right up to you. Um, which I think is just a really cool thing. And it, it, they they just put so much detail into these areas. Um, even with the crocodile area, there's a bridge you kind of cross over and there's crocodiles in the water. And um, it, it's just it's really cool to see. Um, just the detail that they put into these animal pens, you know, um, I, I, I can't even tell you, <laughs> I can't even tell you how cool it is. You just kind of have to go check it out for yourself, to be honest with you. Um, but if you don't want to do the ride, especially because right now it's almost an hour wait to do it. If you don't want to do a ride, they do actually have a viewing area. Um, it's like, it's basically kind of just past where the entrance of that thing is. Um, but you can actually walk and do like this loop and walk around and you can see the gorillas and, um, some of the other animal, like animals, antelopes and everything like that. Uh, it, it is a pretty cool thing to do. And there, there also is another, tr- there, yeah, there's a train as well that, uh, you can kind of go and, you know, take around and see some animals too. So they provide a bunch of different opportunities, which I, uh, which I absolutely love, um, now, let's move over a little bit to the right of it, uh, and I want to talk about um, one of their newer areas, and that's uh, Up, a great, ba- a great bird adventure. Um, so, over the past year, uh, Animal Kingdom really, really started putting focus on the movie Up um, and kind of the, the whole explore aspect. Um, they even have a version of kind of like that Agent uh, P's uh, scavenger hunt that you can do in Epcot. Uh, they have a version of version of that, um, that's up based, uh, and you can do that over there as well. And, but they really did, they started doing a lot of stuff with up. They started to do like little shows and they started doing character meet and greets. And, um, this year they're actually introducing, uh, Kevin, uh, which is the big blue bird from up. Uh, they're introducing Kevin as, um, kind of like a float, um, that's going to, you know, be used. And I, I think it's really cool that they're incorporating like movies like this, you know, like they're not, they're not focusing on like, Hey, it's Minnie and Mickey and their, uh, explore outfits. I mean, they're actually using movies that are kind of based on this. And, uh, I, I think it's really awesome to, um, you know, to see the, uh, up characters actually getting a little bit of spotlight, you know? Um, I, I, Kevin's probably my favorite, so, <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty cool that they're actually, uh, bringing Kevin in, but, uh, yeah, they're going to have Doug and Russell and, uh, they're, they're two of the big meet and greets and they're, they're pretty popular too. I have to tell you, Doug and Russell have become two big popular meet and greets. Like people want to go meet with Russell and Doug. Um, and I think it's awesome. Uh, Russell and Doug are just, they're, you know, they're two great characters and uh, it's just a really cool area to go explore. And that whole area in general um, is really cool. The food is great. The, you know, the stores are amazing. Um, and let me tell you now, um, if you guys are going to go to any one of them, definitely go to Yak and Yeti. Um, Yak and Yeti is kind of like my Tusker House recommendation. 
Um, and a cool thing about Yak and Yeti is they also have a quick service too. So you could go into Yak and Yeti uh, and do a nice sit-down restaurant. Um, or you can basically go right next door and do a quick service. And it's basically Asian, Chinese, seafood, and a little bit of American food mixed in as well. A uh, little cheaper than Tusker House. You're paying about 15 to $35 per adult, uh, which I think is fairly reasonable. Um, but if you go next door to Yak and Yeti, um, their little quick service, they got they have some amazing food. And let me tell you, like you have to you have to give it a try. Um, you know, they have things like honey sesame chicken bowls, teriyaki beef bowls, uh, Asian chicken wrap, vegetable tikka masala, uh, rib tips, and uh, probably one of my favorite is you can go get yourself a turkey leg there. Uh, and let me tell you, if you do the turkey leg, get this, uh, they have like this like sweet, um, kind of like Thai chili sauce. Um, get the Thai chili sauce and put that on your turkey leg as you're eating it because it is so good. Um, but the, but the food is good. The shopping is good. Um, there and just the even the different areas are just so cool. And then one of the cool things about Yak and Yeti is that they have kind of like a marketplace that's right there and makes you kind of feel like you're out, uh, you know, in like a marketplace and somewhere in like, you know, Southeast Asia. Um, but the cool thing is that they have animals right in that area as well. So, uh, you know, right after you get done eating, you can you know basically go and you know, check out the, uh, animals, um, which I, like, like I said, I love animals. I think animals are amazing. So, um, it's worth a trip and Cali river rapids is right there. So, um, currently it is closed for refurbishment because it is winter time. Um, but if you go, if you go like in the spring, summer, in the fall, let me tell you, Cali river rapids is probably one of my favorite water rides. Um, sorry, splash mountain, but, uh, Kelly, it, it's just so cool. You're inside like this big circular boat with a bunch of different people that you don't know. Uh, and you're going through this and the best part about it is watching other people get wet. <laughs> um, I, I don't like getting wet when I go to a park, uh, just cause I don't like walking around feeling wet afterwards, but, um, it is fun watching other people get soaked and it is a really fun ride. And, uh, uh when it's open, it's definitely worth the try to go do it. Um, but some of the other things they have around there too is, uh, you know, like they have a uh, gibbons, which is, uh, like their little monkeys. Um, you could do that or the Maharaja jungle trek and the Maharaja jungle trek is really cool. Um, because it's, it's a loop similar to kind of over in Africa. Uh, and it's a loop where you can go and you can go look at, um, tigers. Um, you can go look at different type of migratory birds. Um, and, the thing that the thing that I really want you to focus on if you go to these areas is focus on the the architecture. Focus on the buildings that they did um, for these animals. And it is probably one of the most impressive displays of um, I guess you could say animal like cages, I guess you can say um, that you see, because you go to like a typical zoo and they're, they're really spread for space. Uh, animal kingdom is the largest park in Disney. So they had a lot of room to work with, but you go to like a typical zoo and they're very short on space. So their cages and their little areas are a lot smaller than, you know, I would like to see an animal be in. Um, but Disney really, um, kind of made these areas their own for the animals and they made them big enough that, 
the animals don't feel like they're compacted inside this small cage or home. Um, and, and they're just amazing, amazing areas. So, um, if you, if you pay attention to those, because I'm telling you, you will, you will be, you'll be blown away with the, um, you know, with the amount of, uh, detail that they actually put into that but the maharaja jungle trek is a really cool thing to go do and uh you, you know you just walk around and you get to go look at the animals like a typical zoo um very cool very worth it in my uh in my eyes um but let's go talk about my favorite ride out of all the disney parks um and that is expedition everest Expedition Everest, you you obviously will see Expedition Everest because uh, it's a giant mountain, and you'll see it from different parks. You'll see it from different hotels, um, and it is not only is it one of the coolest rides, but it if you go if you go and watch, there's actually some videos um, that are out there, and I love watching uh, um, like documentary videos about Disney um, or Disney parks and Imagineers. And there's one out there that actually talks about Expedition Everest, and it talks about them traveling to Everest and the area and the little villages around it, um, studying the culture, studying the people, um, bringing back people that you know can help make it authentic, and um, just just the detail that went into this ride, and not only that, but the technology, the technology that went into this ride uh, was just unbelievable. Um, and obviously the, the prize jewel of this ride is the big giant Yeti, um, which is a whole backstory on the Yeti too. And the Yeti was supposed to do so much more, uh, it was supposed to be really animatronic. Um, and they had some issues with the animatronics. So they, they decided over the years to not even work on the animatronics of it. And they just kind of left the Yeti, um, as a static, um, thing <laughs> so it's it's probably like the largest animatronic that doesn't work um inside disney so um but the ride itself is amazing it is probably one of the coolest queues that you will ever see uh as well because the queue itself brings you through kind of almost like a market and almost kind of like uh like a travel i guess you can say like a travel area um it's just filled with so much cool stuff. It's filled with replicated things from, you know, that region, but it's also filled with actual artifacts that they brought back, like things, uh, you know, things that the Imagineers brought back with them. So you're going to actually find like real, you know, snowshoes or real this. And, um, it is just a really cool, uh, ride in general. And the queue, like I said, is very fun. It, if you're in the queue for a long time, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it because you're out of the sun pretty much the whole time. You're inside, which is really cool. Um, but not only that, it's just there's so much to look at and so much to kind of keep your eyes on that it kind of makes the queue kind of go by a little bit quicker. But uh, thanks to Pandora, uh, that ride's queue is not as long as it used to be. Um, last time we were there, we practically walked right onto it. And, uh, the only reason we didn't walk right onto it is because we wanted front row because it was Casey's first time ever riding it. So I wanted to ride front row and, uh, we waited like maybe I think five minutes extra because we had to wait over in this little, you know, first row riders area. And, uh, 
it, it wasn't bad at all. Like current wait time for it is 60 minutes. And honestly, 60 minutes is probably, you know, walking, you know, walking through most of the queue. And, um, you know, it, it's really not that bad. I think, I think the longest I've waited for that ride ever was, uh, about a hundred, about maybe not even that, probably about 90 minutes. Uh, and 90 minutes was basically all the way, almost to the start of the queue. So, uh, it's really not a horrible, horrible wait, um, but it is one of the coolest rides that you will, uh, you know, ever go on. And um, I've never been to the Himalayans, but if I have, I'd probably say that this is fairly close because they really did, um, they really did their research. And uh, it is one of the coolest roller coaster rides, not just at Disney, but I think it's one of the coolest roller coaster rides in general. Um, but the area is really cool too, and. Uh, right outside there, you'll have the big giant lake, um, and and the and that's where you see your rivers of light. Um, and the rivers of lights is their nighttime spectacular show. It's called Discovery River. Um, they have these huge bleachers at one end, but you can see the show from anywhere around the walkways, which is cool. Uh, but if you wanted to get a seat, you can definitely sit in, uh, sit in like their bleachers. Um, but the Rivers of Light is a really, really cool, unique show, and it's combined with all these, all these like really cool boats. Um, and the boats are resembled, or they're mimicked after you know, like boats that you would find in like these areas. You know, boats that you would find in like Asia or Africa. Um, as a really cool, and it's a combination of like laser and projection and like water. Um, so like they'll, they'll do these like curtains of water and then inside the curtains of water, there'll be projections of like animals and, um, all these other cool things. And it's just a very, I, I would probably say it's probably the most peaceful, um, probably the most peaceful show that you will ever see at Disney. Um, it is just, it's so relaxing to watch. Um, and, and, and especially after a long day, uh, in a long hot day, um, it, it just, it's, it's a really cool ending, um, you know, to the day because there is a very, there is a very calming aspect about animal kingdom. Um, animal kingdom definitely has like this really calming feel to it. And the calming feel I think is because it's all surrounded by nature. It's, it's supposed to be all like organic. It's nature, it's animals, it's, you know, it's not supposed to be like the, the fast paced hubbub of like Magic Kingdom or Epcot or Hollywood Studios. It's supposed to bring you into nature, which for me, going into nature is very peaceful. So um, the Rivers of Light, they do a fantastic job of kind of incorporating that natural, you know, um, whatever you, I'm trying to think of the word, natural, like organic feel of nature. Uh, they do a really good job in bringing you into that. Um, and like I said, it, it's a great show time. Um, their shows typically start around 7 o'clock. Um, now, I, I know that changes a little bit based off the type of year because if it's not dark. Um, but they actually have a couple different show times at 7 o'clock. And then they also do one at 8.15. So um, it's really cool because you can catch uh, multiple ones. It's not like a fireworks show where it's like you're done one time and that's it. Um, you know, cause they do it basically, basically several times with different special effects, musics and, uh, animal folklore. So, um, go check out rivers of light. Uh, last thing I want to tell you guys about, 
and it's an area that I don't really get to um, too often, but it's uh, it's like the dino area. Um, I, I I don't really every time I go there, I kind of skip the dino area, um, and I think it's just because it's not I'm not really into dinosaurs too much, um, and maybe that will change. But I, with a you know with having a kid, I don't know. Um, especially with having a girl, I don't know if she's going to be into dinosaurs, but, um, I do know that I have, uh, I have nephews that have gone to the dinosaur area before and they've loved it. Um, just the rides they have, there's like a little area that's called the bone yard and you could actually kind of, uh, go and, uh, you know, look for dinosaur bones. Um, you know, they got different rides like primeval whirl. They have the roller coaster, um, triceratops spin, stuff like that. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can't speak too much on it because I don't really go to the dino area at all. Um, but I do know, like I said, I do know that it's a, it's a fun place. A lot of people love it. Um, and, and I, I, I don't, I can't really, I can't really downplay it or talk too bad about it, but, um, Hopefully it's cool. I don't know. <laughs> um, if if you guys if you guys have spent time on uh, inside the Dino area, um, Dino Land USA is what it's officially called. Um, let us know. Let us know what you like about it, and tell us if it's a uh, tell if it's a must do or not. I do. I do have to say I have talked to several people that have done it, and they say the actual dinosaur ride itself is a must do. Um, so. I, I've never ridden it, but a lot of people said that it is a complete must do. It's really cool. They said you go, you're on like this really cool cart, similar to the safari vehicles that have like built in hydraulics. So like you kind of are bouncing around, um, but you go through like the, you know, these little jungles and you, know, you, in, you basically encounter all these different type of uh, dinosaurs. So I have been told that that is a must do ride. So Maybe next time I go, I will go that way. Maybe I'll start to the right instead of starting to Africa like I normally do. Um, but it, it is worth it, especially with certain areas like Pandora, <laughs> uh, Avatar, Avatar Flight of, or um, what's it called? Jeez, uh, Flight of Passage. It's actually up to two hundred minute wait right now. <laughs> and then the Navi River Journey is a ninety minute wait. So. Uh, Avatar is a beautiful, beautiful land. Um, when I went in there, it was absolutely breathtaking and I, I, I probably could have stayed in there all day and just and taken it all in. Um, I didn't want to wait into line. And like I told you, I hate waiting in lines. And when there's a line 200 to 300 minutes long and you're out, like the, the day that I was there last, um, the line was extended out of the actual Pandora area and it was like roping around down toward Africa. And I, that was just way too long of a wait for me. I, I just can't do it. I cannot stand in line that long. But um, I have been told from people that if you can get a fast pass for it, or if you have the time to wait, that flight of passage is a must do. Um, and I've seen tons of videos on it. So hopefully one day we actually will, uh, you know, get back to and we'll actually ride flight of passage. And um, hopefully if it's uh, galaxy edge openings, maybe some of those people will go over there. So it'll shorten up that line a little bit. Um, you know, but we'll go, we'll see, we'll go from there. But, um, as of right now, I'm out of time and, uh, I don't want to keep, I don't want to keep you any longer, but, 
um, get out there and explore Animal Kingdom. Um, there's so much to see. Uh, I, I mean, I literally only talked about maybe 10 to 15% of everything that you can find is at Animal Kingdom. Go through the markets, shop in some of the stores, and see some of the really cool like things that you can buy that are, you know, from these areas, you know, African drums, music, like musical instruments, everything. Get out there and explore Animal Kingdom. Spend a whole day there. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It is, to me, it's one of the most underrated parks um, out of all amusement parks. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. So (laughs) um, get out there and explore. Go check us out on, um, geez, what are we on? Oh, go check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, Check us even out on Twitter. And uh, let me tell you, I need you also to go and... Um, tell us all about it. Tell us what you think about Animal Kingdom. Tell us about some of your favorite stuff. So hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook, and tell us what your favorite things are when it comes to Animal Kingdom. So uh, also check us out on explorethemouse.com where you can find out our podcast schedules. Uh, you also can find links to all of our different podcast uh, homes we are. Um, we're on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And you could also find links to our blogs where we uh, talk about some of our favorite things and things that are happening. So um, check us out. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. Share us with everyone that loves Disney. Uh, let's get this podcast out there, ladies and gentlemen, and let's do this uh, the right way. So Uh, That is it for now. We will see you guys next week with Casey returning. And uh, that's about it. I'm Eric. I'm the host. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Have a great day. Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled earlier, main balance due. Unlimited basic after $630.20. Pay $32 per month per line for five lines without a pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. <laughs>